Welcome to Winging It in Motown Radio, everybody. I'm your host, Jeff, along with Peter, Mike, and JJ. Gentlemen, it's been a while. How are you? Pretty good. Greatest night ever. It's an ice cream sandwich-filled night. It's wonderful. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, We're recording right now in the final minutes of Game 7 between the Senators and Pens. It's 2-1 at the moment of this recording, but... uh, someone's season is going to end in this game. The Red Wings season ended a long time ago. Uh, This is our first podcast since the lottery, so let's just kind of get right into some off-season talk a little bit. We know we have the expansion draft coming up. The Wings are picking ninth. They got jumped by both Dallas and Philadelphia. Just where's everyone's head at right now since we've had time to digest the first season without the playoffs in a very long time? It's weird because I'm enjoying playoff hockey more than I have in like the last five years. Five years? Yeah. For a while. Because like no matter what, I get to uh, like pick on the misery of one fan base at least. (laughs) And I don't have anything to like to come back at. Like there's no, your team team missed the playoffs. I don't give a shit. I knew they were going to miss the playoffs. I've been ready for this shit since February. And I know a lot of people have been ready since way before then, but uh, I was a sucker for a while. Give me a break. So, I mean, this is this has been great. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping that Ottawa would be able to not pull off the Game 7. Mm-hmm. What? It's not oh, a strategy. Sh- Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Ottawa just tied it. Oh, did they? Thanks, great. Great. Yeah, you'll see that in like 40 seconds. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> Thanks, NBC stream. <laughs> <laughs> or JJ's lying to me. We'll find out. Yeah. No, I'm. It was a. Uh, I don't know. Some Ottawa guy. I can't keep all these people together straight. They're. It's like it Wingles or Dzingle. Carlson and everybody else. What, was Pretty it a long. senator? <laughs> it was. It was a senator. It was. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you in about thirty seconds. But the Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the live blog from you know, <laughs> last night's game. Oh, it, it was Zingle. <laughs> anyway, if, if you're just watching this uh, Eastern Conference Final Game Seven with us as you're listening to this in the morning, um, spoiler alert. No, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. Like I, I'm really, I'm more excited for the draft than I have been in uh, previous years for obvious reasons, but. I would just tell you, there's like an embarrassment of riches. I have no idea who I want them to pick. So I'm just kind of like leaving that up to all the people who really care about draft positions. And I'm just, I'm just rolling with it right now. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Mike. Um, I, I've got more free time than I know what to do with, which feels just wrong. You know, like, like, like JJ said, I mean, I, I was ready for this for, for months, but like watching the entire playoffs pass us by, um, I'm trying to enjoy all of it and I'm succeeding on some level, but on another level, it's like, man, there's, there's just a, a, a basal depression there that, you know, knowing we were nowhere close to this this year. I think, I, th- I think in a way like this might be one of the hardest years in recent memory to have missed the playoffs in terms of, you know, if you look at, you know, some of the teams that won either the first round or second round, I mean, like, I don't think, 
I mean, I, I, I certainly didn't think Ottawa would be, you know, this close to going to the Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, so this this year was probably one of those those years that, you know, if you do get in, you know, pretty much everybody had a chance. Um, so on that sound level, like, sound like Ken Holland. Yeah, I know. Um, so on that level, you know, I think it's a little disappointing. But I mean, I, I am enjoying watching. I'm 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 very glad that P.K. Subban is going to the final. Um, the only thing that could make that story better is if they win, he wins the Conn Smythe. And then takes the Stanley Cup back to Montreal Children's Hospital with a quick stop off to uh, Mark Bergevin's office. So that's what I'm really hoping for. That that would be wonderful, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know. I I found it to be very easy <laughs> not having the wings <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm much less stressed. I don't know. I've, I, I've weirdly enjoyed the games more because I'm not angry all the time the wings are losing i mean it, it i don't know it's weird and I, you know i'm fans of teams and other sports and they lose all the time so i'm you know it's not like it's an unknown experience for me completely uh the draft stuff though i second what you said jj like i've i've you know you're looking at mocks all the time or always googling for mock drafts and reading kyle's posts and what dr dangles uh i've enjoyed those i think i've narrowed down the three prospects i want us to pick if they're there but i honestly have no idea i'm just doing it based off of just reading little blurbs here and there from people who may or may not be qualified to tell me anything i don't know um (laughs) But then the whole expansion draft adds a wrinkle to everything, and you know, reading our our beat writers screw that up. That's a, that that's fun too. Oh, oh, that was such a fun day, such a fun day. To just to, if, in case our listeners don't know, M Live with Brendan Savage, he he didn't quite understand the rules to the expansion draft, and he ended up fixing the article. But it, it's just it was embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even after that, he still left one of the one of the dumbest things, which was exposing Mike Green. Yeah, yeah. I don't. He's like the that one in of itself is ridiculous. He's the one the defenseman you you have to keep because yeah. you're gonna trade him at the deadline next year, and you're gonna get a at least a second round pick for him. So yeah, and he even yeah. put in the write up that that he would be worth a high end asset if we trade him in the off season or next year. Like, yeah, the how do you entire put that reason in the write up. Yeah. And for then exposing say, him yeah, but just, you know, screw it, leave him exposed. Yeah, his entire reason for exposing him was he was worried that Green would get injured or would have a bad season. and <laughs> well, that would Anyone can get injured at any point. This is true, but Red Wings I mean, get injured more often. Brendan Smith was traded for two second-round picks. Like, he sucks. <laughs> true. <laughs> so, like, Green had a, on a bad season could get you at least that. Uh, let's just talk about the expansion draft. Have, have you guys were doing the whole examining every team in the Red Wings? Like, where where do you guys stand right now as far as who they're protecting and everything? Anything changed since over the, the last couple months in your minds? Uh, no, I mean Peter, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I mean I don't think anything's changed since the last piece we did um, covering. Um, what was it? The goalie moves, uh, Ben Bishop to Dallas, and then um, uh, Scott Darling to Carolina, and then uh, Vegas signed that uh, guy out of the KHL, uh, Shapachiov. Um, so I think as of that writing, we're still in that mode. Um, and then uh, 
Peter and Kyle and I are all still, well, I'm, I'm still getting my mock draft together. Peter and Kyle pretty much have theirs done. So that should be going next week. But I, I think we're, we're ready for round one of the mocks. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, on the Red Wings, the Red Wings side, we have, um, you know, since the first time we did it, which was like, Jesus, like a couple of months ago, two, three months ago now, maybe something like that. Um, the only change we made was we switched out uh, Jensen as being protected for a roulette. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, like, I mean, we, we've been we've been, you know, solid on our, our protections for that. Um, and who do you guys have again, just to go over? Yeah. So we have um, Mrazek and goal. And then we have Mike Green, uh, Jensen and DeKaiser. Um, yeah, because you guys are not on merit, but on probability. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't see them giving him that extension and then exposing him one year later. Um, yeah. And then and the forwards up front with the same thing. Yeah, so on the forwards you got um, Zetterberg, Nielsen. Nielsen has to be protected, but I, I mean, I think it makes sense anyway. So Zetterberg, Nielsen, Abdulkader, Mantha, Athanasiu, Nyquist, Tatar. Um, so the, the players that will be exposed that are probably the most likely to be taken, um, you know, Helm. you got Jim, Jimmy Howard, if they end up going Shane. that way. Yeah. Helm, Cheyenne. I think those are probably Glenn Denning. The only, I think the only There's way that's no chance on Glenn Denning. <laughs> I think the, I think the only way they don't take one of those three, uh, meaning Cheyenne, uh, Helm and, uh, Howard is if we are able to, you know, send a draft pick or two over to Vegas to have them take, you know, one of our bad contracts, which yeah. is possible. I, I will be surprised if it happens. Obviously, happily surprised. Um, yeah. Well, Ken Hill already like, come out and said that he's against sending assets to Vegas to take, quote unquote, a bad contract. So I mm-hmm. kind of feel like that probably means he won't do it to take, you know, a nothing player as well. And yeah. I think there's probably also an outside chance that Vegas takes a look at somebody like Sproul Roulette. Or uh, um, I, I never pronounce his name right. Xo, um, Lit. wallet, yeah. wallet, wallet, Xavier yeah. wallet. wallet. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you guys are saying, like the big three have to be Howard, Shane, and Helm in no particular order. Yeah, uh, I'll put it in a particular order, and I'll say that Shane is probably the most likely. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't think that Vegas has to worry as much about the you know filling up the the cap thing as as other people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Shannon probably has the most value out of uh, those three because he's still cheap, and if he can bounce back, then that is a huge upside. I think that uh, you're right on. They might take a chance on, on Woolen or Sproul. Uh, I think there's also a not zero chance that they go uh, real clever and try to snatch up uh, Thomas Noshek. Um because there's a chance that Noshik, given a, a chance to like really just run a third line, uh, could give Shane a real run for his money, and he's still uh, way cheaper. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't and, be that surprised to see that. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, is, Toz, is Nozick a, um, an RFA? He, in 2018, he is. Okay. So, so next, that's a, yeah, next offseason. Yeah, so that's another yeah, thing that right. could... But so so Shane though, yeah. But Shane's an RFA in need of a new contract this year. Nozick doesn't need a new contract this Shane, year. Right? Shane has a contract for next yeah, year. Yeah, Shane's they're both the same. Twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And um, just you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, spoil our our mock drafts or anything. But um, 
I will say this from from looking at you know basically what we did is we we took all the the players that you know we predicted were protected, um, and we tried to pick you know pick our best team out of the remaining ones. Um, and Vegas is going to be interesting because I, I was looking. Um, Kyle, you know, Kyle gave me his, and then I have mine done. And we don't have as many similar players as you would think. I mean, you would think that you know we'd have a lot of the same players. Um, and at, at least half of our list is different. I think even more, maybe even like twenty, you know, twenty out of thirty. Um, and, and it's there's so many options for Vegas. They can go so many different ways. Um, I, they're not going to have any trouble meeting the cap floor. I know people have said, oh, the, you know, they're going to need to take on like, you know, a really big bad contract. No, they don't. They, they don't have to come close to doing that. Um, and then the last thing, just real quick, um, you guys mentioned the RFA angle. Um, unless I'm misthinking this, I think that's a really interesting um, thing that I haven't really seen people talk about is that. Um, you know, so say, for example, they have, uh, you know, a player who's on an expiring deal this year, he's an RFA. I don't see any reason why the team that he's currently on re-signs that player until after the expansion draft, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, because of that uh, contract uh, stipulation that's in the rules. Right, because basically that player would have to specifically sign with Vegas for them to lose him. You know what I mean? Like, he'd have to make that decision, whereas if they sign him, you know, say they sign an RFA today, then they basically just made the contract and Vegas can just select him. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that works. That's something I'm actually fuzzy on. With I, I know that in the rules they specifically stated that UFAs um, can get talked to early and have to, have to agree to sign in Vegas. Um, but with RFAs, since they're they might not have a contract in place, but they're technically still under team control. It's the same. Um, it's the same what I have thing. seen is that if well, yeah, if an RFA is signed by Vegas during that uh, that special time frame, yeah, then Vegas does not owe draft pick compensation for whatever he signed. The team has no ability to to match it. It's just that's a signed contract, uh, yeah. but that counts as the player that Vegas has taken from that team. So they don't take, so then that team, right. as far as I understand, like doesn't even have to hand in a, the rest of their protected list. Uh, Cause that's a done deal. Yeah. So, right. But that's, that's all during the, the early talking period with the, the players that are in need of contracts. What I'm interested in is because RFAs are technically still under team control. If nobody quote unquote wants to sign with Vegas, uh, an RFA on it, on an expiring contract, during that early period and then the protection lists come out and now it's the actual um draft time can vegas go ahead nope. and just select another rfa and no. they're just stuck with it as far as i understand no they have to actually they have to sign them wait i don't understand why they wouldn't be able to do that yeah to do what players still under team control because if the let's let's say the wings mm-hmm. well, choose not to sign and choose not to protect thomas tatar right before okay. the the draft mm-hmm Vegas snatches him up, mm-hmm. and now they own Thomas Tatar's playing rights. Oh, okay, I mean, that makes sense. I, they I see would what still, you're yeah, they'd still have to worry about him signing a, an offer sheet somewhere. But even yeah. if they he does do that, then they can match it. Which, or they get draft pick Or they get draft. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I gotcha. It, it makes total sense to me. Like I'd. I don't know that a team would want to bother leaving an RFA unprotected, even if they're not able to get him signed before that draft. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually curious about whether or not it's going to put a little bit of additional pressure on GMs to get those RFAs actually signed, so they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I'm not sure because I mean, there's a lot of Red Wings fans who right now tell you that. You know, if if I were Andreas Athanasiu <laughs> going unsigned into the expansion draft, I'd, like, be calling Vegas up right now and say, please sign me, get me away <laughs> from this terrible team. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. not among them, but I can see that that's a, uh, it's a thought. Yeah, but, but from a team perspective, I, I still agree that it's within their interest to not sign the RFAs until after the expansion draft because of the whole... Um, they have to take 20 players under contract. And this is not a, a rule that's written as they have to sign players that are under team control. It's they have to draft players, at least 20 players that are under contract next year. So the idea is that the RFAs that are not signed will count against that total, the the, the 10 players that they, they can take that are not under contract. But if they're not signed and they don't sign with Vegas during the early period, the theory is that they might still be able to get taken against their will, you know, so to speak. Interesting. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't have a date yet for like when the lists come out, right? It's just going to be a couple days before or a week before the, no, we, um, the awards. Do we know? Well, what we know right now is that the, um, the lists are due on, I believe it's the 17th at five o'clock. I think that's a Saturday. Okay. Uh, I might be off by a day on that. And then Vegas gets 48 hours to assemble their roster. um, And then the roster is going to be announced during the NHL awards. Now, with respect to publishing the lists, which the NHL has said they're going to do. Right. They haven't said when they're going to publish them. So they could come out as rosters are due. They could come out. I'm sure it'll leak out. Yeah, or that, or it, it might just get published after the NHL awards, after the formal roster has been announced. We don't know that yet. I got to so. imagine. I got to imagine like some GMs are going to leak it, just in the sense that it's going to be out there anyway. So they'll give yeah. their people, you know. Yeah, the reason they decided. The reason they decided that it was going to be published in the first place was well, because it's unfair. all the yeah all the GMs got together and it's like it's unfair for Vegas to know. How all other GMs got left value. unprotected. Yeah. yeah. Their rosters. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's if they're out, like if they're due on the 17th, if, if those come out on the 18th. Um, honestly, if the NHL is smart, they'll do it then because that gives like days worth of buzz for that right. discussion, for, for all that argument to, to happen. Um, of course, knowing the NHL being as stupid <laughs> as they are, it'll probably, they'll get released on July 1st. Like, oh, hey, by the way. Yeah. Remember that expansion thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where all that stuff stands right now. <laughs> well, sticking with drafts, we'll touch on the actual entry-level draft or entry draft. Uh, ninth pick, we talked earlier briefly about the, some of the prospect posts we've had on whim. Anyone particularly that stands out that you would like to see the Wings go for at nine if they're available? Um, you know, I'm, Kyle's been preaching best player available, which I definitely agree with. Just get talent wherever it may be. But anyone caught your eye that you, you know, just watching highlights or reading about that you, you'd like to see? Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> He's not eligible for this draft. 
I'm not topping that. No. <laughs> um, I, I I know there was a there's a profile on Suzuki the other day that I thought looked looked interesting. I mean, like like that's the thing is is you know with these profiles coming out, um, you know you read one you're like oh you know th- that guy looks yeah pretty this good. guy, and then you see the next one it's like oh wait that guy looks pretty good. I mean I think I think as long as we can get a center or a defenseman, um, that is the best of those two positions available, you know, cause I mean like, like in the top, you know, 10 or 15, you know, there's so many centers and defensemen um, that, you know, I guess it would be kind of a quasi best player available, but it's, it's pretty much exactly that. Um, you know, there's going to be either, you know, some really good defensemen or some really good centers, depending on, you know, like if, if, if the defensemen go early, then there might not be a good one, you know, one that you'd want to take at nine left. Um, so I mean, I, it's it's so hard because it's going to be so context dependent of you know who's left, um, because all these mock drafts have you know so many different players going in so many different positions that I think it's really hard to kind of know who's going to be available then. It's, I mean, the general consensus is Patrick and it was a Heischer. Am I saying that yeah. correct? Nolan and Nico one two Miro. I have no idea. Heskinen uh, three, and then after that, it's just kind of like. I've seen Villardi, if I'm saying that correct, at four. I've mm-hmm. seen him at seven. I've seen Cody Glass up or Middlestad or Makar or Tippett. You know, it, it, there's just, yeah. I mean, just based off what I've read, I mean, I, I'd still, I'd love to see Liljegren fall to nine and snatch him up. Uh, if he's not there, I, I'd like to see Makar or Glass fall to the wings. Uh, those those are the three names just from reading I've I've kind of attached myself to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I fall in love with basically every one of these <laughs> people that that like every time somebody writes one about them, I'm like, oh yeah, I want this guy. So, um, you you want Callan Foot? Oh my god, <laughs> Callan Foot is the new Jacob Chicken. Yeah, there are there are two like people in this in this draft who like could be uh, at our spot. And Callan Foot is a no for a really bad petty reason. Um, <laughs> but a good one. If, yeah, if you haven't been following the, the comments on the site, it's it's not an important reason because like I don't care that he's that he's Adam Foot's son. So if that yeah. happens, great. Actually, I think making Adam Foot root for the Red Wings would be hilarious. Um, but no, screw that. Uh, and uh, Rasmussen, I don't want. Yeah, I think Kyle's been really against him. Which yeah, was he like he's big dude like six five. Yeah, unless he's just like he he bullies kids, which great. But how does that? That's you know, I want somebody who's going to kick the shit out of sixteen year olds because that's that's me every day of my life. But <laughs> honestly, I'd, I'd rather have somebody who, um, who I'm not scared is, is not going to be able to do that at the at the bigger level. So I I keep coming back to. Even though I know BPA is is the best strategy, um, going for position of need is like passing up a five dollar bill because there's a quarter on the ground and you need, you need to make a phone call. Um, Garrett Holt tweeted that by the way. I, that's not my idea. <laughs> that's that's good. I was, yeah, um, I like that. But I mean, you always need a center. But I I keep coming back to like I I would really like to see the ki- the the team get. A real stud defenseman. I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that that Lozergren, yeah, can do that. I, I think his draft stock fell because of the mono thing, right? He had mono. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. missed like half the year. 
yeah, come back and you know we end up basically with what with a guy that should have been a top three pick, except for bad luck. Um, you know, and he comes in and and settles things down like somebody who's the Kaiser size who actually plays like the Kaiser's size should. Um, so it, it yeah, just, that, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, it kind of, it kind of sucks that we fell back. What two spots, even though I think eighth, we were percentage wise, we're most likely to get anyway. Uh, cause it seems like most mock drafts that I've looked at have the coyotes and sabers right ahead of us taking Makar or Lil Jagrin. I've seen Makar, I believe I'm saying his last name right, a little higher, but Liljegren doesn't. I've only seen, I think, one where he falls past eight. Or So, it, I don't know. Fingers crossed, you know. It's not a strategy, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Fingers crossed any, strategy. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on uh, the Wings trading up to number three? I know there I was some. we have the there assets. Was some, there was some talk that I think it was what in Friedman's with the 40 thoughts or 30 thoughts or whatever, uh, that Tampa and Detroit are two potential teams that would trade up with Dallas. I mean, I, what are you trading? A, your second, a couple thirds, future firsts. You're probably going to end up trading this year's first. Well, this year's Plus, right. You're basically yeah. flipping first and then giving them additional yeah. assets. Yeah, and and Dallas had reportedly asked for. Um, a uh, an established NHL player, right? Yeah. So I mean, just an advocator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's let's qualify that with a good uh, established <laughs> NHL player. I, I mean, not not to say that advocator is not good. Uh, he can he can certainly pull pianos as as we've seen, but I don't think Dallas has piano players. They've got. Um, Tyler Sagan, who's obviously very good, but he's on a pretty well-established first line. They don't need to go generally adding Abdelkader in there. So it's really looking at their their second or third line that they would be targeting with a forward. And really, I think where they need the biggest help is pairing somebody up with Klingberg on defense. And we certainly they don't need Kaiser. Yeah, but either way, are we all in agreement that just don't do it? No, it's, I, I think the never risk makes reward, sense to trade up. The risk reward is 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 off in this case. Yeah, I'm I'm terrified of that because after Nolan and Nico, it like it drops off to where you can pick a guy at number seven or eight or nine that really should have gone third. So yeah, right. This mm-hmm. is this is one of those draft classes where you, that's a that's a big price for a big gamble. And of course, obviously if it pays off, then, Oh, of course you're the, the most genius thing, but I can't conceptualize the concept of the conceptualize. It's a fucking <laughs> dumb thing to say. Um, <laughs> I can't conceptualize like trading, uh, Gustav Nyquist and our, our, and the ninth overall pick to take Miro Heiskanen. And then Louis Zergren ends up better. Yeah. That would just, mm-hmm. that would kill me. Now I'd I'd be all in trading down, pick up another second round pick, and then you know you take you take Callan Foot or like the Yuso Valamaki or however you say that guy's name, you know, or maybe there's a good center that is in that mid teen range pick that would be a good pickup. So I I wouldn't be opposed to that. Get more assets, more mm-hmm. more throws at the dartboard. 
I do think they'll do something with all those third round picks. I doubt they make four third round picks. The so. four or three? They're four. Okay. Chicago's for what? We got Chicago's for Yurko, Brendan Smith from the Rangers, right? Florida, Vanek, and then Toronto's for Babcock. For, yeah. And we don't we don't have our own because we traded that for Sadoe or whatever, right? Yeah, Sadoe. Sadoe. I like to call him Sadoe. I don't know why. Uh, Sadoe. Sadoe. It's, okay. it's more fun it's to say it that way. Sadoe eyes. <laughs> uh, days. I'm Sadoe's done with draft eyes. talk. You guys, you guys got anything more on draft talk? I just hope we take somebody fast. Let's take all four of the, the third round picks, uh, just because I want to pick like one randomly that I like more than the others. <laughs> That's it was fun. like the what a couple of years ago we had three second round picks. What we took Yurko, Sproul, and Olette. Yeah, it worked out well. No, I hate all of them. <laughs> uh, I like Olette. I'm, I'm trying to think of a transition, and I got nothing. Get us, get us out of here, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> hey, the Griffins are still playing <laughs> hockey. Uh, thanks to Eric Tangrady leading the way. Um, have you guys been able to catch any of the games? Looks like we're on a collision course for another Griffin's Syracuse Crunch Calder Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a few games. Like I saw uh, game three of this Western Conference. At least I saw the third period and a few minutes of the the second. Um, it's really been like they're like a fully realized AHL team that plays like an AHL powerhouse. Like, a lot of what's stirring the drink there is guys like Tang Grady and Laredo and Matt Ford uh, and Street. Ben Street. Yeah, guys like that that are they're not they don't have real NHL futures, but in the AHL they are a key. Um, we are seeing that like Jared Curro is, is playing pretty well. Um, Joe Should Hickens the wings is, protect him? <laughs> fuck off. All right, Helene. Uh, Joe Hicketts is getting good reps. Um, actually, uh, Dylan McElrath is playing pretty well in that series too. Like he's not going to get re-signed, but the like he's AHL perfect right now. Another throw into the Brendan Smith trade. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi and Thomas Nosek are really good, and those are two guys that probably have NHL futures. And Evgeny Svechnikov is is struggling to make a difference. Like I think that. Uh, I think Terjan is more recognizable than, than Svechnikov in this series so far. Uh, Pete Walner at, at M Live talked to uh, talked to Todd Nelson the other day about like the Griffins' plan, and I thought that was a really good, um, really good quotes from Nelson about like you know we're trying to win games. Like I've got Giovanni Smith and I've got Ronek and I've got Axel Holmstrom up here. But unless they can show me a really good reason to take one of these guys out, I'm not going to do that just to get one of the prospects in. Uh, the Griffins have only lost two games in the playoffs, and they're in the third round right now. So uh, it's better for them to be within the winning culture and not playing than it would be to, oh, by the way, here's uh, another AHL powerhouse team, the, the San Jose Barracuda, uh, who do have... I want to say they've got more prospects on there, but it's it's only because there's a lot of guys that I recognize. Like Barkley Goodrow is down there right now, and uh, was it Tim Heed? 
uh, Mirko Mueller. Like they've they've got some some guys down there who who have NHL futures too, but they also play a lot like an AHL team. So uh, if Giovanni Smith can't get into games, it, it doesn't bother me at all. But they're fun to watch. Yeah, I think just what you rattle off there, and just looking at the numbers, it is good seeing guys like Bertuzzi and Nosik playing well because those are probably two names that are likely to be on the team next year. Svechnikov, obviously, too, hopefully. Uh, but I still like that they're winning. I mean, I don't know. It gives me something else to follow, even look, you know, in the background. Uh, it's, it's it's cool. I hope they win it all. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to see any of the games, so I don't really have anything to add, unfortunately. Yeah, winning the Calder Cup would be like a nice consolation prize on the season, I guess. It'd be like being able to call ourselves the 31st best team. Exactly. 32nd. <laughs> 32nd? Yeah. No, 31st still this year. Better than Could Vegas be. can say. I don't know. Vegas has two players already. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> All right, so nothing else with the Griffins. Anything you guys want to touch on around the NHL? I know we talked a little Subban and stuff at the top. Uh, anything else? Getzlaff or this overtime game seven right now? Uh, we do put the Getzlaff thing on the rundown, but if you guys don't want to talk about that, I can understand. It's not exactly a comfortable discussion. Hmm. I mean, it was it, was it you or someone said it was the worst non-apology apology oh, ever? Yeah. I, I I I didn't say that. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, that was... It was on Twitter somewhere. It was know. so bad. I mean... I think it was essentially, I'm sorry that you heard me, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I've, I've, I've been on, you know, I'm far from the only one, obviously pretty much every fan, but like, you know, I'm just, I I always get sick of the inconsistency um, in the NHL. And I mean, this really seems like a very clear example of that inconsistency, you know? um, I mean, I don't see any reason he doesn't get the same punishment that Shaw got. Um, I, I think it's really hard to argue that um, without really twisting yourself into some logical and semantic knots trying to make that argument. Um, so, I mean, I think just on that level, I think it's just, you know, bad that it's inconsistent. I think, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, like last year I wrote an article about how the Red Wings should you know, really increase, well, in the NHL too, but like the Red Wings specifically should increase their support for the You Can Play project. And I mean, I thought it was pretty disappointing, um, you know, with on that front for the Red Wings this year, there wasn't really anything special or, you know, go, you know, they didn't really go out of their way to do anything. Um, and I think in that context, like it's kind of makes that situation just more frustrating. Yeah, it's such a weird consideration because, The word that Andrew Shaw said is not one that I will ever try to say. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, it's basically the N-word for me. It's like, I don't even like to to say it academically. Uh, The word that Getzloff said is, like, it really should be considered worse. But that's a a word that I've used a lot uh, in previous years that I just kind of never really thought about that context. But the more you think about it, like, the more... Like, yeah, that's a really shitty thing to say in in that context. Now, you can you can call somebody that word and it not be homophobic, but the way that Getzlaff said it mm-hmm. is unquestionably homophobic. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got to get it to the point where it's like, 
you have to realize what you're saying. You have to think about what you're saying and and what that what that gets to. So I, I don't think that Getzlaff should have gotten off with just with just a fine. Um, and I think honestly, after he got off with just a fine, and then he had that shitty like I don't see what the big deal is. I I accepted my punishment, but you know whatever. Um, I think they should have fucking suspended him for that. Yeah, because I mean like. On the one hand, I mean, I do like I'm not defending it for a second, but, you know, I, 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 you know, one of the one of the things that people are saying is, you know, oh, when people say that, you know, that's not their intention. And I mean, like on, on one level, like I do understand, you know, you know, it's kind of like what you said, JJ, like, you know, I mean, I think a lot of us have said that, you know, without thinking about it, but <sighs> Like that argument kind of falls apart with the apology. You know, if he had come out and, you know, kind of mentioned, you know, said that, like, you know, hey, I, I, you know, when I said that, I wasn't using it to refer to that, you know, but I understand that, you know, that's, that's the connotation of it. Um, you know, and again, I'm not saying that would have been an excuse, but at least it would have been better. At least it would have shown some type of learning or some type of, understanding of like why people cared about it but it was just like you know it was basically like yeah whatever um and I, you know i mean I, I think that's why it feels kind of disappointing yeah that's exactly it. it was a learning experience and he took the learning experience to say well i didn't mean that it's like okay well but yeah. that's there's basically no other meaning you could have taken from that so sure. learn from it and he just he spat the learning experience back out in everybody's faces and that's the the really yeah. shitty part because there's so many good ways to call somebody a fuck brain, yeah, without like having to denigrate a whole bunch of people for it, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> fuck that. It's, <laughs> it's it's an endless piece of like the the English language has endless ways to say really mean things about people. Mm-hmm. If you can't say something mean without having to denigrate an entire group, then it, figure shit out. Just spend a <laughs> couple of minutes with a dictionary and yeah. and work it. I was just I was just thinking in my class we just uh, we just finished Macbeth and I think uh, a tremendous rule that they could do is that the players have to insult each other in Elizabethan English. Um. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> you lily livered coward! Like like that would that would be fun. <laughs> Speaking of fun, yeah, fun things are generally generally positive. <laughs> So let's all go into the corner <laughs> and say something positive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure same I'm same corner or separate corner? Uh, we're all in the same corner together. Oh, that's it's a crowded corner. So, JJ, positivity corner. Let's oh, go. Why do I have to start? <laughs> um, uh, I've been pretty positive throughout this thing. Uh, you have. I think that... Uh, that I'm, I'm at a loss for words here. I'm, I got nothing. Somebody else go. Peter. Uh, oh boy. Uh, I was going to use JJ's time to uh, think of him. Um, <laughs> well, here I'm, uh, I, I I mentioned this before, but I'm going to just start talking about it. And if I think of something as I'm talking else, that I'll that I'll go there. But um, I am I am loving PK Subban. Um, just pr- proving I wouldn't say everyone because there's a lot of people. Um, that 
you know, thought the criticism of him in the past and which still continues with people like Mike Milbury making fun of his warm up routine, which is one of the dumbest things ever because he's somebody who's famous for beating a fan with a shoe. Um, and I mean, PK Subban is fun. He's like exactly the type of person that the NHL should have in all their ads and all their promotional material. Um, and instead, um, we have old players spelling their names. Um, and so I'm just really enjoying, you know, PK Subban proving all of those people wrong. Um, and not just with his personality, but I mean, he's, he's had a tremendous playoff. Um, you know, he's, he's, he, 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 he's not scoring as much as he has in the past, but I mean, he's playing a really strong two way game. He's playing very, very well on defense, you know, up against, you know, top line competition. And, um, I'm just really enjoying that. Excellent. Mike. Uh, I am positive that Senators fans of Ryan Dezingle should be called Dezingleberries. <laughs> I'll so go with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, JJ, can you top that one? I uh, know, and, and uh, honestly, like right after Peter started talking, I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I should have said PK Soup and they stole that." From me. <laughs> well, that was the obvious uh, one. You can always yeah. get Eric Carlson. Well, he's uh, not there yet. That's still no, pending. That's true. By the time you listen to it, yeah. If that, if they win, that's my answer. Um, and if they lose, <laughs> the game could still be happening. Ryan Kessler got eliminated from the playoffs. That makes me happy. Woo-hoo. There you go. And Corey. Uh, if if the Sens win, I'm happy for Bonks Mullet. Mm. I, I I'd like I'm I, I like. I liked him when we met him in Colorado. He's a nice Gen- guy. Genuinely good person. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if the Sens lose, I'm sorry. And <laughs> I'm happy. It's almost June, and we gotta have we're gonna have some real Red Wings news coming up. All right, JJ, you're the mailman. Let's do it. Carl I think I'll, I'll Carl below. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you guys see Shaq's foot? I, yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. Who's oh who's Mr. God. McFeely? From Three, Three's Company, right? Oh, I've never Mr. seen Rogers that. Mailman. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. I don't remember oh. that either. Never mind. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> questions. At, at, Adelaide 976 <laughs> starts off our questions. With what? What do you think of the signing of Libor Sulak? I'm I'm sure I fucked his name up. Uh, for the Wings, he seems like a hot shot in a slightly inferior league, but if he can translate his game to North American ice, he might be just what we need. Or do you think he'll need to overripen in Grand Rapids? I have no idea about this guy, and I hope he is great. But that's not a strategy, so. <laughs> Well, we know based on Wings management, he's going to spend at least a year in Grand Rapids. We know yep. that's going to happen. Whether that's over-ripening or not, who knows. But, I mean, it'll be, that'll be good for him anyway, just to get used to North American ice. Maybe he's great. I know absolutely nothing about him. Yeah. He's 23. He did pretty well in what is a men's league. It's not a really great – it's not a good league, but it is a men's league. Um he will start in Grand Rapids. I like that it adds uh, positive pressure in the pipeline um, because if he sucks, then people shouldn't have trouble jumping over him. And if they do, then they suck too. Uh, if he's great, he's going to jump over a bunch of people that aren't 
uh, as good as he is. So at this point, I'm I'm happy for him. Like the concept that Dylan McElrath is currently on the Griffins blue line and he's not going to be there next year and there's not really a good reason to take him out of there um you know one more guy competing for spots i know like we've been complaining about the the log jam for a while but this doesn't seem like a log jam kind of situation for me uh this seems like a somebody's got to come out of all this mess and if not then it's a shitty realization but it it's it is what it is so I'm a, I'm pulling for him. I, I like I like Libor jokes. Yeah, yeah. They signed him to a, a max ELC too. Uh, in terms of dollars, at least, does that mean anything, or is that just because other teams were after him, or what? Yeah, it's basically other teams were after him, and like giving a guy a max ELC means nine hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. So it's not that big a deal. Yeah. So Hall R twenty-one twenty-one wants to know what do you think of the new slick homepage. Truthfully, no, I, I don't like it. I'll get used to it eventually, mm-hmm. but at like the it? moment, well, I got to go back and look at it now. Yeah. <laughs> From the very I, beginning, the first thing I noticed is I, I do like the fonts. I like the new fonts. Oh, see, I don't really. I, I yeah, I guess it's just personal preference. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. I like the way our, it looked before, but then see the way before I didn't like it either when it first changed so like i'm gonna get used to it it's it's whatever it's not what the site looks like it's the quality of our content and our content is always excellent Mm. so who cares what font it is it's times new roman or copper gloth or goth or impact comic stands (laughs) or wing zings zing dings or whatever it's new roman (laughs) who cares (laughs) how many fonts can i name that's the real question yeah, that's not. It's, it's like a sporkle quiz. <laughs> my, How many phones can you get? Yeah, I'm sure if my wife was awake, she could name 150. Uh, <laughs> Wake her up. Yeah, she, <laughs> let's that play name that tune. <laughs> that would not go well. <laughs> hey, hey, honey, the guys want you to name fonts. Wake up. <laughs> she would know like this, like the. Like you could name Times New Roman, and then she would know like the sub fonts with the different kerning or something or whatever Times it's old called. Roman, <laughs> yeah, Middle Age Roman, Roman, yeah, Aria Impact. Oh boy! Wow, this is fun. Um, <laughs> I actually liked the old design when it, the old redesign when it came out. I don't like this as much. Like, what I do like about it is I like that the. Um, they specifically made it so the headlines are no longer like in the middles of the, the middle of the pictures. I didn't even notice that because uh, they would like we had one the other day where it was Athanasius when he was his face was covered. Yeah, yeah. Like, you constantly have to like worry about whether or not you're cutting the picture right so that you're not just covering up a, a blashel face or so you're not putting the the headline over like one of the four pictures of Ken Holland that we constantly have to use. <laughs> Um, I, I, there are a bunch of, there's a few different layout options. So over the course of the next like couple of weeks, you may see us, uh, change around, just see if we like it. Like basically I, I picked this current layout option, the five up or whatever the hell it's called, uh, just because it was most like the one we previously had. Uh, but there are a couple of different options that I may try to end up going with. 
I don't like that the groups in the river, the the spot below like the main thing where all the pretty pictures are, like the groups look like they just blend in now. So the wings, nuts and bolts groups and the Calder Cup playoff groups and and all that stuff, like it just it just kind of gets in the way. Like it's taken away a lot of the color of the site. Oh yeah, which, that's true. Yeah. Which I don't like. I don't like that the that the new comment counter um, doesn't like it's it just doesn't it's not as big, so it's not as noticeable. And most of the time, honestly, what I'm looking at our site for is comment counts. Yeah. Because uh, I need to see which site which pages I need to go into and and see what people are saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, we'll get used to it. I just yeah, I, I still. I still can't get the like like I, I don't have new comment updates on the desktop. It works on my phone because um, I know some people are saying in the comments that they had it too. Um, like I see the comment box, you know, the the little thing in the corner. It'll have like the little comment icon, and it'll say like, for example, right now it's like thirty one for this uh, for the mailbag. Um, but even if like say there, there was four more, mine would just say thirty five. It wouldn't have you know four new or or like a separate thing. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a. A bug that's going to get fixed. Like right yeah. now, um, it constantly logs me out of my tablet. Like every time I refresh the page, yeah. I have mm-hmm. to click to log back in. That and happens to me too. Yeah, I just had to do that on my that's getting fixed. laptop. Yeah, so that's not the way the the functionality is going to work. Um, okay, let me jump down to all these other comments that aren't actually questions. There's a question for somebody not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Rhode Island Red 2 score this on the reality meter Eiserman taking the GM job when Kenny retires fake news zero <laughs> zero out of a hundred uh, I would say greater uh, than zero but not much like still two out very of close 20% I was going to yeah, say two out of ten like three out of ten it's going to be Draper better than the, the dumb and dumbers so you're telling me there's a chance but not mm-hmm. much yeah uh, Hornecker wants to know, are there any signings that you would like management to look at targeting over the summer? Zero. Don't sign anyone. A power play coach? Ralph Kruger, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. If we could get him, that would be fantastic. But, like, for players, no. Um, oh, I mean, no. Who's who's the the guy on the Rangers who's a UFA now? The defenseman. Shattenkirk. <laughs> no, <Smith>. the Rangers. <laughs> Brendan Smith. Oh, yeah, Brendan Smith. <laughs> bring him back. I wonder if he's good. <laughs> He's on a playoff team. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Shatner will be on the Rangers. Mm. Yeah, no, don't sign anyone. Just play the kids. I mean, I wish we could have signed Steve Ott to be our assistant coach, but guess we can't do that anymore. Damn blues. <laughs> Is that one of the questions, JJ? Because otherwise, can we all that's comment like, on that? That's like two of the questions. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> But as far as free agents go, I mean, you know, I, I'm in agreement on play the kids, don't sign anybody. But you know that Ken Holland's going to kick his big toe off going after Shattenkirk. Um, what's uh, what's Cleary's contract status? <laughs> uh, Cleary is full is finally actually expected to retire. Like I think he's announced his retirement until he, he, he officially doesn't. I'm I'm, mm. I'm yeah, I'm not like, going to hold my breath. You never trust that Jason Voorhees is dead until the credits roll. And then even then, you know, he's exactly. coming back and clearing in outer space. It's happening. 
I saw um, it. Let's see. Stephen Weiss is still a free agent. Uh. Yeah. Good times. Uh, Postfire in seven. Is there any chance at all that Las Vegas actually picks one of our bad contracts uh, to reach a salary floor? I think we kind of answered that, but like, I, I think there would be a, if if Advocator was unprotected. I I think there's it might be twenty percent, but I think they'd think they would think about it. I don't I don't think ultimately he's the guy, but of all our bad contracts, I I could picture yeah. him. I mean, I, I do put some stock in the idea that Vegas, you know, um, will make some trades uh, to either select a player specifically or to not select players. Because um, one thing Kyle and I were saying to each other after we did our mock drafts is Vegas is probably going to be even worse than we thought they were going to be. Unless, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't know what, what's going to happen with free agency. Um, but I really could see them trying to load up on draft picks for, especially for next year if they can. Um, so I think it's possible. I don't think it's probable, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Peter. Um, I, I mean, just the fact that Ken Holland's already come out and said that he's not going to pay Vegas to take a bad contract from us kind of, I think, puts the kibosh on that. But, you know, it's it's GM speak. He could just be jockeying for position, trying to drive prices down, you know, something like that. But I I think it'll happen from other teams. I, I don't think Ken Holland will do that. Yeah. Okay. Brett MB has a question that, well, it's more of a comment that's <laughs> hidden, hidden in the form of a question. Uh, will A and Mantha finally get more playing time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was easy. Uh, if prospects are not going to be called up, if they can only make the third line, then why not give the third line more ice time, especially if one and two aren't producing two to three points per game? Uh, we aren't going to make the playoffs, so give them AHL experience rather than over-ripen and spice up the old guys with their youth and enthusiasm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you don't give the third line more ice time than the top two lines because then they wouldn't be the third line. That's, yes. That's basically that's the answer right. there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would like to see a, you know, a, a fourth line of kids as opposed to what we had this year. Yeah, and that's the, the thing. I like kind of shat on the, the question there but it's a good point yeah. play more kids and right. definitely play them right there like yeah if you can't trust them in the top six then who cares play them in the bottom six play more kids yeah yeah the bottom definitely needs to be used more as a, a mrs dash type thing it, it needs to be there for seasoning but <laughs> jesus oh my god <laughs> 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 But yeah, I mean, who knows what the coaching strategy is going to end up doing? If I mean, Holland has come out and said that he is looking at this more of a, a reload than a rebuild. Again, uh, so, you know, yeah, we know Mantha and AA are going to get more time, but I'm optimistic that they'll start transitioning into a younger team and using the bottom lines to rotate talent in and, and see who's got what. But I'm not confident that they'll do it. I, I weirdly, if it's not necessarily playing more kids, I guess in my mind, but playing the right kids, or it's just I want to see this is Mantha, FICU, and Larkin's team now. Like, sure, yes, Nyquist, Tatar, and Zetterberg are going to have a a, a prominent role in probably the top six, but 
those are the guys that it's, it's not so much how many kids, but the minutes those three are playing is what I'm most curious about. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, if, if the third and fourth line is no sick, or maybe Bertuzzi's in and out and Glenn Denny, like whatever, they're getting not, they're not going to be good next year anyway. So, like, I'm not too concerned about that. I'm I'm more worried about the development of those three guys than how many how many minutes Bertuzzi's going to play in the third or fourth line. But yeah, I agree. Svechnikov uh, might be the only other guy. I might be like, all right, well, I'd like to see what he could do in a, a top six or nine role. But otherwise, I just don't. Anyway, next question. All right. Uh, DTD Tank, do you expect any offer sheets to go out this year? Uh, could see it coming from an already young team who can risk giving up first, like Edmonton or Toronto, for that high-end missing piece, but I'm not sure any of the RFA options fit those teams' needs. Uh, he lists uh, Johansson, uh, Johansson, Druen, Kuznetsov, Galchenyuk. Um, no, I mean, every year there's, there's always yeah. a chance. I thought last year there was a higher chance than than normal and we didn't see it happen uh if anything galchenyuk maybe because it just seems like montreal has no clue what the hell they're doing uh but i wouldn't be surprised to see them just flat out trade him yeah yeah and then whoever trades for him bet on them to win the stanley cup next year i mean edmonton and toronto like you know they they would really want to add a defenseman i think i mean you know obviously you always you know the more high-end forwards the better but um, I mean, both of them, they, you know, they don't really have a lot of problems scoring goals. I think as long as you have most of the league from the old guard still, the old guy GMs, as long as they're still running teams, we're just never going to see it. Once you get all yeah. the young, the young analytic type guys running more teams, then it might become more possible. Shake it in there to shake things yeah. up. Or if, if Dubas, Dubas goes to Colorado, although Colorado needs their draft picks at this point. but mm. True. Um, this is a great question from mm. uh, Shahrazadi. Shahrazade. She here is 80. Uh, can the Ducks be any more hateable? It's like they're nope. trying to be awful. <laughs> when your captain and Randy's your coach and your best player is a face even Lady Bing winners want to punch. Yeah. It's that. that. Like I, I really enjoyed the Ducks Predator series. I mean, for other than obvious reasons, because they did so much like the late game bullshit and after whistle or after the horn scrums and all that crap that we as Red Wings fans and being in playoff game series against them have seen time and time again. But I feel like the series against the Predators, it was more prominent and more talked about than before. It's just they've always done that, and it's just mm. it. it and then you add in the Getzlaff stuff, and mm. they—they're—they're—they're they're, they're reaching peak hateability. I don't know. I think they could be more hateable um, if you put Andrew Shaw and Sidney Crosby on there. Bring Steve Avery or uh, Sean Avery back out of retirement. Oh God, yeah. Like I really feel like they're missing, because like, like BXA is there, but they're missing like a really good fuckface defenseman. Like, like Yemlin. if they got Radko Gudas, or like, yeah, Yemelin, yeah. or uh, Jake Dotchkin, mm. like, one of those just cheap shot artists who constantly, mm. like, just wins games every time you play, that would be way more hateable. Uh, if they won a cup, they'd be a lot more hateable, so uh, thankfully that hasn't happened in a very long time. Um, Hall R2121 does say that, like, 
he actually doesn't mind Kessler, which I completely forgot about Kessler. Mm-hmm. Because Kessler's from Livonia, which I reminded Kessler grew up in a, an Avs fan because he's like that precious <laughs> contrarian snowflake dipshit. Um, he's surrounded by Red Wings fans like in that time. And they're going, I'm just going to like the other team because I'm so special. Like, fuck Ryan Kessler. Like, I think he's he's as bad as Corey Perry. And actually, I've, in the last few years, I've come to appreciate Corey Perry's like trollishness because um, it's like cartoon level. Um, <laughs> He needs to have a mustache so he can twirl it. Yeah, Corey Perry is really fun to hate. Because <laughs> uh, there's more and more players like that that are not as fun to hate. Because I like I don't think that Corey Perry is like necessarily a menace. Like Wait, I'm not did the worried Penguins he's... score. No. Oh, went over the net. Oh, I'm sorry. They're showing that Kessel replay. The overhead looked. Like, I'm sorry for interrupting. I spoiled it for you. Don't don't worry. I was, I'm. I was basically done with my point. Yeah. Fuck the Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. It even rhymes. Kessler sucks. Perry sucks. Great Gets question. Sucks. Yeah. They all suck. Howard the Duck was the shittiest part of the Guardians oh, too. Oh my god. Alert. Oh my god. Howard the Duck. I remember. It's not even uh, a spoiler thing. It's like it's just like, tired of that. Maybe someone hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. It's been out, what, three weeks by now? Doesn't matter. Yeah, you got a bouncer. I don't he was know the first one. Who cares? Yeah. I didn't give away the, a plot point. The original Howard the Duck is probably one of the worst movies I've ever actually seen the entire movie for. I've never seen it. Uh, don't. It's not, it's, not, it's not like fun bad. It's just bad. A movie Jim hasn't seen? Holy shit. Yeah. I do, I do want to go see the, uh, the new Baywatch movie. I do too, yeah. Because I like, <laughs> I, I'm a big rock fan, obviously, because I love wrestling. But it kind of reminds, it's like, you guys see, was it 21 Jump Street? Uh-huh. Yeah. Where it was like, kind of self aware, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. Well, I mean, they tried to do that with a bunch of. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like those ones. Like, they yeah. did it with Starsky and Hutch, too, and that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind that one. I've seen, I've seen actually 75% of that movie. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right, back to hockey. Groot Squad is the first person who gets to ask, uh, what do you guys think of Steve Ott going to St. Louis as an assistant coach? I Uh, love it because screw St. Louis, and it means Ken Holland can't sign him. Yep. Well, he can try. But, um, I mean, St. Louis' grit grit per 60 is going to be off the charts next year. (laughs) He's their grit coach. Yeah. I'm really happy that it's going to keep him off of our lineup. Although it's also going to keep us from being able to get another six rounder from Montreal. Mm. Um, How long do you think it takes Helene to write an article about trying to pry him from the Blues? <laughs> to, no, to that that'll that'll come when if when Blashill gets fired next year, oh, she'll yeah. be the one to write the the could Steve Ott be the Red Wings next head coach? <laughs> Not even head coach. Oh my god, it's just, so true. Yeah, it's going to happen here to to come back to the fourth line. Be be like uh, uh, Reggie Dunlop. Be like a player, player coach. coach. Yeah. Yeah. See, the weird thing there is, like, I do think that Steve Ott is going to be able to do good for a team being a, an assistant coach. Like, you really had to be careful because it's like if, if all he's there to do is, like, hey, go out and piss people off and lick their visors and whatnot, <laughs> then whatever. But Steve Ott made a career for himself, and I'm not all, I'm like, I'm not bad career. Um, by knowing tips and tricks and, and kind of like 
knowing which shortcuts you can take when you still have to put in like all the hard work to be successful. Um, you know, if all the talk of the Red Wings, they really liked him in the room. The the mm-hmm. Blues are really going to like him in the room too. So, um, depending on, on how, the ice. yeah, like as long as like you don't ask him for, because I don't trust that Steve Ott is, is like a, an X's and O's guy. Um, it could be good, but it also could be disastrous. Since he went for the Blues, I'm rooting for the latter. Um, I'm just hoping that this is going to set a precedent, like the the Ducks will make. Uh, Drew Miller, an assistant coach, so that we don't re-sign him, and the Oilers will sign Dan Cleary as an assistant coach, and just like all the people that we just kind of want gone, just sign off as assistant coaches everywhere. I, I someone tweeted out one of the the main mainstream hockey writers. I think nineteen of like twenty five players currently on the Blues roster Ott was teammates with. So that'll be an interesting dynamic, I guess. Mm. Uh, like he's like the the buddy substitute teacher now. Yeah. Anyway, I got all right. Else. Uh, Case Tenji or KS Tenji or Kist NG. <laughs> uh, not really a Red Wings question, but I'm curious. In your incredible, knowledgeable hockey opinions, who gets a cup first? Uh, I'll tell you. The only reason I ask is because you called us incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor McJesus and the Oilers, or Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and the Leafs? I, I, I think Toronto. I'm going to go with the Oilers. Yes. Mainly because of how good Dreisaitl was, too. I'll set the tie, and I say mm-hmm. it will be Matthews and Nylander with the Leafs, but they're going to mm-hmm. trade Marner for the piece that gets him over the top. No, they're, aren't they trying to trade Nylander anyway right now? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 that's pretty much the, the question or the rumors is that they're trying to trade one of the two. I did love the Marner picture of him at the airport or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he, looks, he looked like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, asshole. Uh, no, I think that the the Leafs are, are better situated. Um. But I'm, my heart wants it to be the Oilers if I have to pick one of the two. Honestly, JJ, I, th- I think the Leafs might be better situated on defense, but I think the Oilers are probably better situated um, at forward, and net might be a wash with a slight edge to the Oilers. I, I, I disagree about forward. I think Toronto, I mean, McDavid's the best player on both teams easily, but... I mean, Matthews, especially the second half of the year, like, you know, he's he's getting pretty close. And Marner and Nylander are a lot better than uh, than, than, than people think. Although, you know, they, they kind of came well, around. If you're, doing it, if you're doing a draft mm-hmm. of McDavid, Matthews, Dreisaitl, Marner, and Nylander, like, what's the order? You take McDavid first. McDavid and Matthews. And then I'd take Dreisaitl over Marner and Nylander. Uh yeah, but Toronto has three, and Edmonton has two. Yeah, yeah but then, Edmonton's third best forward. I mean, Everly was shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Hopkins. Nathan Hopkins is probably it. I mean, I'd say him and Nylander are probably a wash. i put Marner ahead of Hopkins. Wait, wait, wait Nugent. Nylander and Nugent Hopkins? I don't think that's close. I think Nylander is easily better. Yeah? Yeah. 
But who do you pick between Milan Lucic and Leo Komarov? I take Patrick Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I I I I can I can never pick Lucic. I think Kadri gives them. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot depth. about Kadri. Damn it! So, I'm, plus, I'm I think they got a better coach. Yeah, mm. no, that's that's true. Yeah, but but Matt Martin's gonna play like yeah. 15 minutes a game. At the same time, the Oilers do have a defenseman that's as good as Taylor Hall, so that that could that could make a difference. Right, we're spending too much time talking about the Leafs, but they have Alexei Marchenko. Mm. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, uh, Zam Lau wants to know. Uh, question one: Pick okay. three guys who want to make the team out of training camp who are currently on the Griffin roster. Oh, ooh, can I go first? Sure. Uh, Hicketts, uh, Bertuzzi, and Svechnikov. All right. Does anybody not agree with that? <sighs> I swap out Bertuzzi for Hronik. All right. Yeah. And I, I think for me, Hicketts is is definitely. I, I really want to see him. Yeah. And then Svechnikov. And after that, I mean, I like like. There's a couple. There's a couple. Um, you know, those two would be good. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. I mean, I guess no sick, but I I don't. I, I kind of just see him as a given on the roster next year. Yeah, like Corot. Mm. <laughs> you know, Ferk's not going to do anything. Russo, whatever. And maybe Axel Holmstrom. He's got a cool name. Nah, he's got to spend more time ripening. Yeah, but it's our decision, not Ken Hollins. Healing his knee, yeah. The other one was pick uh, the one guy you want the wings to pick, assuming uh, only Nico and Nolan are off the board. Oh, well, I mean, Lilligren, but I, I if you're picking third, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to go with what Heskinen or however you say that guy's name, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you have to. Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, I guess that's it. All he James seems to be to the consensus mm-hmm. number three. So, yeah. yeah. All James wants to know uh, who do you not want the Wings to select? Uh, we've already like keyed on Rasmussen. Yeah. 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 Um, and Foot. Yeah. Well, Foot, that's just too early for Foot. If you, yeah. if you trade it back and. and Picked like fifteenth. All right, that's cool. Take him. Yeah, I can't think of like anybody else that I don't want them to pick there of all those targets out other than Rasmussen. Uh, let's see if uh, last question. Trink Spetsy. Another draft question. If BPA at number nine is a good choice between a true C or a D with legit offensive upside, uh, reasons to take one or the other. He's leaning towards, I'm sorry, Trank Spetsy is leaning towards center. Uh, the wings look really thin there, even more than that. What's at least a stable of D prospects on team and in minors, but for puck distribution, I think they're hurting more at center than defense. Defense at the overall yeah. organizational level. So what do you think? You got to take a center, or you got to take a D. They're basically equal. Which one do you go with? Defense. Yeah, defense. Just because it's harder to get a good defenseman. 
I already said defenseman going against my I want a team entirely made up of centers. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I'm if they take Cody Gla- if both Cody Glass and Lil Jigren are available and they took Glass over Lil Jigren, like I'm fine with that. Like I'm not gonna be upset with that pick. It's not what I would prefer, but best player available, I, right? I will say logically the concept that we need a, another like stud center is probably stronger than the concept of defense. Like we've been complaining about the defense for a long time, but we've got at least some prospects coming up at center. Like Svechnikov can play center, but right now they're like grooming him as wing. Right. So, I mean, I guess the question is is, not going to be around forever. Like if, if Larkin can even turn into a one C, then he's he's a two C. Like we've been grooming after the CU as a winger, are we going to move him back to center? Is Axel Holmstrom going to be our future two C? Like, there's a real black hole there in in terms of like game changing center depth that we that we have to fill at at some point. Unless we're going to get like if we're going to try the the Chicago Blackhawks mold of like not having a two C for a long time, then we're going to have one, we're going to need a, a really, really good one C and two, we're going to need some like fantastic, amazing wingers. But in all honesty, I would rather build from a center. So watch I'm, them take, I'm, watch them just end up taking Owen Tippett <laughs> scoring winger. He a goalie. Yeah. Hmm. They should take a goal. They should take a no, scoring right. goalie. He's a, he's a, he's a winger. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. But you you actually make a good convincing argument for a center. So now I think maybe you take a center. <laughs> You've just changed my entire philosophy for the draft. Damn it. Everything You're I've welcome. been reading is a lie. You're welcome. Cool. That's the last that's, question. Uh, that's questions, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any final hockey related thoughts? Uh, go Great. Nashville. <laughs> uh Senator clip this one out as soon as intermission ends. Yep. Yeah. The game will be over by the time people listen to this. So hopefully everyone's happy hopefully it will be. with whomever wins. Uh, with for the JJ, you say it for, right. For, for Mike and <laughs> for Peter, Yo. I'm Jeff. It's been Winging Hi, at Jeff. Motown Radio. <laughs> we miss you, Graham. Winging at Motown. Winging at Motown.